Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message. All right, so last week we had um, Pastor Chad McAtee. He talked about altar living and he did an amazing, amazing job. And so we were thinking of not having him come back. We're like, oh, no, you did good. So so we invited him back. No, he did awesome. And we just, we loved it. And we're super excited for the word that he has for us. He's talking about what are you dreaming about? Uh, dreaming about. So everybody, please welcome Pastor Chad McAtee. Hey, man, it's great to be back this morning. How are you? I'm glad you came back. Oh, I wondered. You know, I, haven't, I haven't preached at the same church uh, two weeks in a row in two years since I left the church that I, I was pastoring. And so, you, you know, you wonder, you think they'll come back? And some of you did. So bless you. Those that didn't, now you know why, all right? If you're visiting today, I want to say come back next week. Pastor will be back next week, and uh, you'll get a chance to see uh, uh, him and what, what this church is all about. I want to say to the worship team, thank you. Amen. Thank you. What what a, a wonderful what what opportunity to stand in the presence of God and worship. That's way different than doing it at your house, you know. And so, uh, thank you, worship team. I know you work hard. Uh, the tech guys, thank you. Uh, everything. The camera ladies. I messed them up last week when I walked off the platform because I guess Pastor Rick doesn't do that, you know. And so I, I messed them up. Hey, just did it again. All right. And so. Uh, but we're glad that you're here. I, I know this. God's got great things uh, coming. He's done great things. We sang that song a while ago that he's done great things. God's got great things coming. And I, I just want to encourage you this morning. When you look around, man, the, the world's crazy. But nothing's taken the Lord by surprise. Nothing has taken the Lord by surprise. As a matter of fact, uh, I think God's lining things up for what he wants to do. And I want to encourage you. Uh, I know last week I preached about being at the altar, making an altar at home. I hope that you've been praying this week, all right? Because getting ready to go where God wants to take us, we need to be people of faith. Not that the preacher has faith, but that the people, we the people have faith, all right, in who our God is and what God wants to do. And so I want to encourage you uh, with that. I, I want to uh, bless Pastor Rick. If you're uh, watching today, you watch this week sometime, or maybe you're on vacation today, I don't really care. I'll be back next week. But uh, bless you, Pastor, and thank you for letting me uh, come back again today. And, and we're just believing God for great things for Columbus, Indiana. You know, sometimes you think, I wonder if God even knows where I'm at. He does. He knows where you're at today, and so um, I bless you. Today I want to uh, talk for a few moments about uh, what are you dreaming about? What are you dreaming about? If you got caught daydreaming at your work, I, I, I don't know what kind of job you have. Maybe you have a desk job. Maybe you, maybe you work in a factory. Uh, maybe you, you're a truck driver, which this might be, uh, you know, bad if you're just daydreaming while you're, while you're driving. But I, I, I want to ask you a question. If you were sitting, let's say you had a, a desk job in your cubicle and you uh, were, were, you got caught daydreaming. You know, somebody came around the corner and they look at you. You look like a cubicle guy. And uh, I'm just kidding. Right. He's like, oh, I got my, my whole image is blown, you know. <laughs> I'm going to a new church. No, don't do that. 
but you got caught daydreaming. And somebody said, came around the corner, what's your name? Rob. Rob, what are you thinking about? And you woke up. What would, what would you be saying? If you got caught daydreaming as you're sitting on your back porch just thinking about life and you're, you're daydreaming, what, what would you be caught? Maybe you'd be, you find yourself on a cruise ship. It wouldn't be too bad. And, and you're, you're just cruising through the ocean and you're, ha- you're enjoying yourself. You're with your family. You think, oh, just to get away. What an awesome thing. that would. Maybe uh, you would, you'd find yourself in the mountains elk hunting. I got any hunters in this place, and you and and also you can hear an elk bugling in the background, and you're and you're ready to go. You're ready. You're ready to roll. Or maybe maybe you find yourself if I could get yourself caught daydreaming. You're sitting on a chair on the beach reading a book, and you hear the the water going, and you find yourself in a happy place, and you're like, I think I'm just going to stay here forever. And then somebody calls your name. You're like, Oh yeah. You kind of you're startled, or or, or maybe yourself you find yourself you know uh, daydreaming about going to uh, Canada fishing, or maybe you find yourself daydreaming about uh, playing golf at Pebble Beach, or maybe you find yourself daydreaming about maybe in the next hundred years the Cubs will win another World Series. I'm a Cardinals fan. It'll probably be a hundred years before they, they win again, if they ever play again. But why do you get caught daydreaming about? What, what is it that people could catch you daydreaming and then you have to share the story? Well, this is what I was dreaming. Man, it was awesome. But let me ask you this question. When's the last time you got, day, you got caught daydreaming about heaven? When's the last time that you thought about going to heaven? When's the last time that you, you got caught thinking about the return of Jesus? When's the last time that you thought you heard the trumpet blow? When's the last time that you thought, you know, one of these days I'm just a pilgrim passing through, that I'm going to Beulah Land. I'm not sticking around here forever. I, I'm just here for a short time. But eternity is my home. This is not my home, as wonderful as it might be. This is not my home. My home's in heaven. When's the last time you imagined yourself dancing on streets that are golden? When's the last time that you saw in your mind's eye yourself bowing before the King of glory and loving on Jesus? Or do we only get caught daydreaming about sitting on the chair in the beach or the mountains or the cruise ship or playing golf? Friends, I have a question for us this morning. When's the last time we got caught daydreaming about the rapture of the church. I want us to look in John chapter 14 this morning. John chapter 14, scripture that you probably know and we've heard many times, but let's think about this for just a moment as we look at it. It says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let me stop right there already. Uh, let me just stop and let me say, ask you this question. If Jesus was... Uh, to show up at your house and tell you something, would you believe him? And then all of us are like, well, of course we would. If, if the angels of heaven showed up at your house and told you something, uh, would you believe him? We'd say, well, yeah, probably, of course. But if the apostle Paul showed up, and you know it's him because he'd have a name tag on, and he showed up and he said, uh, hello, I am the apostle Paul, and here's a word from the Lord, would we believe him? All of us would say yes. So let's get back to the scripture. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, then what does he say? I will come back and take you to be there with me. Jesus says, I'm going away. I'm coming back. I'm going to go prepare a place for you, and I'll come back so that you may be where I am. Verse 4, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus declared, I'm going away. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and then I'm coming back. Did he give us a timetable for that? No. He did not give us a timetable. So now we're about 2,000 years down the road. Has he showed up yet? Very good. That was the correct answer. You all get an A today. So what does that mean? He's still coming. He's still preparing a place for us. He's at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for us and preparing a place for us. I have a question. Are we rapture ready? If the rapture was to take place today, are we ready to meet Jesus in the air? Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. Most of us in this room today are, are probably ready to go to heaven. And, his, and He lives inside of us. His Spirit lives inside of us. He gives us the opportunity uh, then to share the truth that He is the way, the truth, and the life with other people so that they as well can get ready. That was His plan. All right, His plan. Send the 12 out into the world. Uh, get this ball rolling. It's still rolling 2,000 years ago. We can't drop the ball. We've got to keep it going. How do we do that? Go into all the world and preach the good news. Live our lives in such a way that people would want what it is that we have. Why? Because we're rapture ready. That any given moment, we don't have to hope that we would make it. We can know that we would make it. That whether we die or, or the trumpet blows, we find ourselves in heaven with Jesus forever. Jesus has made a way for us. Are you ready? When's the last time you thought about that? When's the, when's the last time you thought about going to heaven? Have you ever thought about going to heaven? Some of you in this room, you, you will remember uh, because, one, you're old enough to, and two, that you were serving Jesus back in the 70s, all right? I'm old enough uh, that I can remember this, all right? The, the Left Behind movies of the 1970s. Not talking about the ones in the 90s. I'm talking about the ones in the 70s. You know what? Some of you know, they had belt bottoms on. They were running for their lives, all right, because they didn't make it out on the first trip. And so now they're trying to serve Jesus. They cut their heads off, not graphic like they would nowadays. But, and it was just, I remember as a, as a kid, I was a kid in the 70s. I was born in the 70s, all right? Came back down on the floor, all right? And I, I was born in the 70s, and so I was a kid in the 70s. And, and it was talked about, heaven was talked about all the time. The rapture of the church was talked about all the time. People uh, seemed like they were ready all the time. And I remember as a kid dreaming about this. I, I watched the movie. Our, our church showed the movie, all right? And so then I thought about it all the time. I, 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 would, I would get caught daydreaming about heaven because I wanted to make sure that I was ready. And I just wonder, as, as the church, do we do that anymore? 
as people of God, do we do that anymore? I mean, when's the last time, uh, I should say this, I know this, as a kid, I came home, and there were supposed to be people there, and there was nobody there. This was back when nobody went anywhere, you know what I mean? And, and, and I come in the house, and, and uh, you know, there were people there, but now there's no people there, and I would find myself running through the house, yelling out my family members' names, thinking, uh, surely one of them's here. I didn't miss uh, the rapture of the church, all right? I was, I was scared, and then all of a sudden you would see somebody, and, and they're like, yeah, or they'd answer, and you're like, whew, okay, I didn't miss it. Have you had that experience? Have you had that experience lately? I tried to, my boys, uh, when they, I have three boys, I mentioned that last week, my middle son is here, uh, Andrew, he's a fine young man. But as they were growing up, we would talk about the rapture of the church and different things. And, and uh, you know, so I would try to scare them. You know, they'd come in the house, and I'd hide from them. They couldn't find me. And, you know, they'd be yelling, you know, where are you? And then, all, and then finally I'd come out, and then I would say things to them like, were you scared? Did you think the rapture happened? And my oldest son, David, would be like, no, we never heard the trumpet blow. I thought, you guys are no fun. When was the last time you got caught daydreaming about heaven? When was the last time you got caught daydreaming about the rapture of the church? See, Jesus declared, I'm going away and I'm coming back again. My question to us this morning, another question, are we ready? Let's not stop there. Let's look in Acts chapter 8, or Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says this, uh, you're very familiar with this, uh, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? We know that verse, right? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, the ends of the earth. And then it says this, after he said this, Jesus was taken up uh, before their very eyes, and the cloud hid him from their sight. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, Jesus standing on the mountain, all right? And he says, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on. And he's giving them uh, their last, uh, their last uh, rally cry before he goes up. And then the Bible says all of a sudden, he just kind of floats up to heaven. And they're all, they're probably thinking, oh, great, now what are we going to do? And then the Bible says, all of a sudden, two men stood next to them, and they said, they said uh, men, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus that you saw go up to heaven will come back the same way. Amen? So in John chapter 14, Jesus says, I'm going away, I'm coming back. Acts chapter 1 the angel said, the same Jesus you saw to go to heaven is the same Jesus you're going to see come back. He, he is coming back again. The angels have declared it. Jesus has declared it. He has gone away. He is coming back. When I, when I was a kid, uh, I wasn't the best student in school, and so I, I daydreamed a lot, okay? I daydreamed a lot in school. It was... Uh, I, I got an A in PE, I got an A in lunch, I got an A in daydreaming, all right? It, it worked. And often I would daydream about the rapture and what I wanted to be doing when I was going to be raptured. My goal 
was to be playing basketball at my house when the rapture took place so that I could dunk it on the way up. I was short, all right? But that was my goal. My whole life growing up, my goal was not to dunk it, but to dunk it on my way up to heaven. See, I knew this. Jesus coming back, and we're going to fly out of here. And on the way up, I was pausing for a moment at the 10-foot level, slamming the ball through the hoop, and then meeting everybody else. Does anybody else, did anybody else have that dream? Or was it just me? You guys need to practice your daydreaming. But that was my desire. Why would I think that? Because the Bible says that, the, that Jesus uh, gave the word to the, the, the apostles and then he floated off to heaven. And we know this, that the same way he went up is the same way he's going to come back again. We also know this, that the day's coming that we'll meet him in the air. And so I had a desire inside of me that when the rapture happened, I would dunk it on my way up. I wonder about this this morning. Is America so wonderful? Is it so glorious? Do we have so much provision that we really never think about getting out of here? I mean, the Bible says in heaven there's no more sickness, there's no more tears, there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow. But do we look at it like this? But yeah, but I just got the house that I've always wanted. Like to stick around a little bit longer. Oh, I, I know there's no pain in heaven, but I finally got my two cars paid off, and I just got a boat, and I'm working on getting that paid off too. Life is so wonderful. Uh, I, I, I just got the, the newest iPhone, and so I, I want to stick around for a little while so I can use it. I know there's no pain, there's no sickness, uh, there's no coronavirus in heaven, but I, I've been waiting a long time to get the newest, newest phone. Are we so connected to the earth that we never dream about going to heaven? Are, are we so connected to our, our lake house and our 401k? The last thing we want to do is leave our retirement to the devil, right? And so uh, are we so connected to all these things that we never get caught daydreaming about spending eternity in heaven? Friends, I wonder sometimes how spiritual we really are when we love the things of this world and maybe don't really love the things that God has for us. I tell you, Jesus is coming back. He said he's coming back. The angel said he's coming back. Have you been daydreaming of heaven? Have you been caught daydreaming recently about the rapture of the church? I want to tell you, if, if you get caught daydreaming uh, at work about, uh, unless you're supposed to be doing something really important, all right? But if you get caught daydreaming at work, about heaven, and somebody comes around the corner and says, what were you thinking about? You look like you were thinking deeply right there. Can I tell you, don't be ashamed to tell them. You know what? I'm just thinking about my eternal home, spending my eternity with Jesus. Jesus is coming back one day. I know that because Jesus said he's coming back. The angels declared he's coming back. And I know that according to the word of God that Jesus is coming back. And so I just want to share. Can I just share with you a moment how much Jesus loves you and he wants you to spend eternity in heaven with him also? 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 18 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. How many of you know that it's appointed unto man once to die? That's going to happen. 
unless Jesus comes back. It's going to happen unless Jesus comes back. Those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe Jesus died and rose again. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And so we believe that God will bring, uh, G, uh, bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him according to the Lord's word. We tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, come on, listen to this. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Can you imagine? <laughs> Graves opening up, people coming out of the sea, people who have been cremated, ashes coming back together. We're flying out of here, friends. It's the, the apostle Paul is not telling us a make-believe thing. You say, preacher, you believe that? Yeah, I believe that. We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So maybe, even where I'm buried at someday, if, if I'm not alive, maybe there will be a basketball goal and I'll come out of the coffin and dunk it on my way up. I don't know. But I know this, that the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who are still alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I don't know what you've been daydreaming about recently, but can I tell you, you probably haven't been daydreaming about anything that good. And so we will be with the Lord, not a two-week vacation, not a trip to the mountains, not a, not a week on a cruise ship, but forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that this morning? Do you understand that Jesus declared it, the angels declared it, the apostle Paul declared it? But there's still many that would say that that would never happen. It's impossible. It's also impossible to speak the heavens and earth into existence. It's also impossible to speak uh, the birds and the animals and the fish into existence. It's also impossible to be crucified and ri rise from the dead in three days. It's also impossible that the blood of Jesus can wash away your sins. I'm telling you, all those things are impossible, but we serve an, uh, a God that is able to do the impossible. He can do the miraculous. He can do uh, far greater, exceedingly abundantly than you can hope, dream, or imagine. But friend, I want to try to dream and I want to try to imagine what that day might be like. See, I want to think about his return. I want to dream about his return. I want to long, as a child of the king, I want to long for his return. There's nothing that compares to heaven. He made some incredible places here on this earth. In seven days, six days. He's been there for 2,000. The Lord is coming back for a bride that's pure and spotless. Friends, he's coming back for a, a church without stain or wrinkle. Here's something I, I realize, I think. 
People have a sin problem because they have a vision problem. People have a sin problem because they have a vision problem. That, is that making you scratch your head? They have a sin problem because they have a vision problem. Can I tell you, if you're daydreaming about the rapture of the church and going to heaven, if you're daydreaming about seeing your Savior, if you're daydreaming about taking your crown and casting it at the Savior's feet, it's going to be hard for you to be sinning in this world. But when the last thing that you've ever thought about is being raptured, if the last thing that you ever think about is standing before your Savior, if the last thing that you ever uh, uh, want to think about is the fact that Jesus is coming for a pure and spotless bride, then we can easily have a sin problem because our, our eyes are not fixed upon the author and the perfecter of our faith, but our eyes are fixed upon this world and the things that this world has to offer. Usually when we're sinning, it's because we have a vision problem. Friend, I, I want to say to you this morning, Jesus is coming back, ready or not. When's the last time that you got caught daydreaming about Jesus? Jesus says, I'm coming. The angels said that he's coming. The apostle Paul said that he's coming. Oh, I know the people you work with, they might say that's not true, but they're not Jesus the angels, or the Apostle Paul either. So let me ask this. Are you a part of the pure and spotless bride? Are you living in righteousness? Are you allowing your flesh to lead you through this life? Are you walking by the Spirit, moving by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit? Or does your flesh just take you anywhere that you want to go? Is your mind caught up in the things of this world or is your mind caught up in the things of the kingdom of God? Are you rapture ready? Have you been daydreaming about heaven? I know Pastor Evan mentioned the Avengers a while ago. Um, I watched one of those movies with my boys. What was it called? He don't know. It was one of the last ones. Okay. Endgame. Was that it? Endgame. And so we're at a movie theater, if you can say that. All right. And and uh, we're watching this movie, and I really have no idea. Some of you, this makes sense to the rest of you. Just take a minute, all right, and just sit there. Dream about heaven. We'll be back. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know who any of the people are, okay? And it starts off in the movie like with four or five superhero people, all right? And then all of a sudden, there's another one that shows up. And I say, who is that? And they're all yelling at me, be quiet. I don't know who that is. You know, and so they're telling me. And then like five minutes later, another superhero shows up. And then more superheroes show up. And then you get to the end of the movie, there's like 200 superheroes. And I'm like, I have no idea what's Dad, be quiet. That's what they're saying to me. I can tell you this, I dream of one superhero. His name's Jesus. And when he shows up as the bride of Christ, I want to know who he is.
I want to get caught daydreaming about him now. I want to get caught daydreaming about him in a month from now. All the days on this earth, I want my eyes to be fixed on him. I want my dreams to be about him. Oh, he's blessed us, and we walk in the blessings of God. We get to see so many of the incredible things that he has to offer us in this world. But you know what? I want to keep my eyes fixed on him. Why? Because I want to be part of the pure, spotless bride that stands before him someday. Would you stand with me in this place this morning? You might be here this morning, and you might be thinking, you know, preacher, I, I know this, that Jesus can take away my sins, but I, I don't really believe in the rapture. To you, I don't know what to say. I mean, we could talk theology a long time, all right? I just know Jesus said, I'm coming back. The angels declared he's coming back, and Paul the apostle said he's coming back, all right? That part I do know. But this part I also know, that if, we have, if we're covered with sin, we're going to have a hard time getting there. But the blood of Jesus will wash us and cleanse us and purify us. So this morning, maybe you're here for the very first time and you don't know Jesus. You're here for the very first time and, you're, and maybe the first time you've been in church in months or years. And you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to say to you this morning, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. He wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. He's gone to prepare a place for you. Why? He loves you. He cares for you. And maybe you're here this morning and say, you know, uh, preacher, I want to get my life right with Jesus. Is there anybody here this morning with every eye closed this morning? You just wave your hand at me and say, yeah, uh, preacher, I want to get my life right with Jesus. I want to get ready for heaven. I want to make Jesus my Savior. Anybody in this place? You just lift your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I want to get my life right with Jesus. Anybody in this place? Maybe you're here this morning and you say this, I'm already saved. Jesus is my Savior, but I, I have a vision problem, and because I have a vision problem, I do have a sin problem. Oh, oh, preacher, my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Even during worship a while ago, I had my hands raised. But you know what? I've got a sin problem because I've got a vision problem. Today, I want my eyes to be fixed on Jesus and upon the, uh, the, the, my future in heaven, not upon the things of this earth. Is there anybody here this morning that you'd raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. Would you pray for me this morning right where I'm at? Yeah, who else this morning? Who else this morning? Yeah, that's me. I want to fix my eyes on Jesus today. Right where you're standing this morning, would you just begin to ask Jesus to come and cleanse you, wash over you, that he would begin to ask, you would ask him to begin to help you uh, to fix your eyes on, on him this morning. Would you do that right here in this room today? Father, in Jesus' name, I team with my brothers and sisters. Father, you're, you are coming back someday for a church that's beautiful, that's spotless. You're coming back someday, Lord, for a people, Lord, that you call your own sons and daughters of the living God. Lord, every nation of the world, every, uh, every people group of the world, there will be people that rise up out, uh, out of the grave. There will be people that will be caught up from driving a car and working in their yard and, and, and uh, doing all the things that they do right from their very uh, workplace. They'll be caught up in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the sound of the trumpet, the voice of the archangel, and boom, it'll happen. 
And Lord, right now, we just ask that you'd cover us by your blood. Go ahead, just ask him to wash over you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. He wrote that to Christians, all right? That was written to you this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, take away our pride and our arrogance. God, take away from us this morning. Whatever your sin is this morning, just, just ask the Lord to take it from you today. Father, in Jesus' name, selfishness needs to go. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus today, Lord, over uh, pride, Lord, over the words that come out of our mouths, Lord Jesus, over the thoughts that go through our mind. Father, in Jesus' name, would you cleanse us and purify us, Lord. Sanctify us wholly today as the people of God, the people called by name, the people who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, would you come this morning across this place, just begin to move upon hearts and lives. God, you know these people, Lord, you love them. You care for them, Jesus. You are able today, Lord Jesus, to meet them and and touch them, Jesus. Have your way right now, Lord. Have your neck. Go ahead, friend. Don't get caught up in what I might be saying. You just talk to Jesus. We want to take a few moments. Come on, Mom and Dad. Just begin to talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to begin to give you a vision of heaven. Oh, I know we can, we can read in the scriptures. We can get some ideas. The truth is this. Until we've been there, we have no idea how amazing it might be. Just begin to praise him and give him thanks. Father, when we get to heaven, this pain in my body will no longer be there. Can you just begin to thank him? The fact that the sorrow that you feel upon this earth, you won't feel it when you get to heaven. The, the heaviness that you feel uh, from your job and your family, maybe your marriage, the things of this, the things that you walk through, you're not going to feel that when you get to heaven. Can you just begin to thank Him for those things today, Father? You'll wipe away every tear. For many of us, we'll be reunited with our our loved ones. That when we walk through the the pearly gates, Lord, that there they'll be. God, that we'll have uh, uh, somebody to show us around heaven. I don't know how big and vast it is, but there will be billions there. And Lord, will there come a day that we'll stand before you. And we will be judged according to what we have done while we're here on this earth. And the Bible says that we will get, receive a crown, a crown of righteousness. And maybe, uh, maybe somebody in this room even would receive a, a martyr's crown. And we'll receive crowns for, for other things. And then, Lord, we're going to bow on our knees in the, and we are going to cast our crowns at your feet because you're holy because you're mighty Lord you love us oh we worship you go ahead can you give him thanks this morning right where you're at Lord I thank you Jesus cancer will no longer invade bodies in heaven eyesight will be full in 2020 when we get to heaven we'll see with heavenly eyes Lord, deafness in ears. Lord, those those deaf ears that are, are not healed here on earth, they'll be healed in heaven. Every arthritic, arthritic bone in our bodies, Lord, will be made whole in heaven. Oh, we celebrate you, Jesus. Lord, we'll have a glorified body. I don't know what that looks like, Lord. But it won't wear out. I celebrate you, Lord, because when I get to heaven, my mind will be strong 
Lord, it will only think and dwell upon the things of the kingdom, not things of this world. I celebrate you this morning, Jesus, because you make all things new. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. Go ahead, just give him thanks this morning. Just give him praise today, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. I don't know what the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to look like. I don't know what kind of celebration there will be when we all get there, but I know this, that in heaven we will celebrate you, the King of glory, already around your throne. And part of my vision of heaven, I, I see the 24 elders that stand around the throne and they, they cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The angels are singing and worshiping in heaven. They're glorifying you. Though the day will come, well, I will join with them. And I'll declare your holiness and your righteousness. Lord, my worship will be so pure. It'll be so amazing, Lord, as, as I worship you and I praise you. Lord, it'll be nothing about me and all about you. Oh, the music of heaven, Lord Jesus. It will sound like nothing we've ever heard on this earth. Let it be glorious. All praise and honor will be yours. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I don't know what it's going to be like, but oh, I can imagine. on this earth I want to be pure Lord I don't want to sin I don't want to go around sinning I'm a child of the king Lord I don't want to sin how many have ears to hear when the spirit of God will say oh no don't do that go this way don't go that way go this way don't dwell on that no go this way do this let that go let it wash over just, just keep moving forward, young man. Because I want to represent you well. God, this week when I get caught daydreaming, somebody says, Chad, what were you thinking about? You, you had a smile on your face while you were sitting in that chair and you were thinking about something. What was it? Well, I could just begin to describe what I would, how I was envisioning meeting you in the clouds, stepping into heaven, seeing my loved ones that have already gone there. I just begin to walk through what it is that I was dreaming about and thinking about. Lord, I want to be more excited about that than I am about going on vacation. I want my spirit to burn inside of me, Lord, with a, a hunger and a longing, Lord, uh, to recognize and realize I'm just a pilgrim passing through. Jesus, we get so caught up with things around us and filling our calendars and, and you know, and just, you know, work Monday through Friday, play all day on Saturday, go to church on Sunday, and do it again the next week that we miss out on the blessing of 
thinking about eternity. So, Lord, I know this, that I, I just came in for this Sunday and I'm leaving in just a few moments, but I pray that something that was said today would connect with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God with the Spirit that's within every person here and there would just begin to be a, a daydreaming session that takes place today, tomorrow, for the rest of their lives of thinking about you. Lord, it'd be something that they'd talk to their kids about and their grandkids about. It'd be something that they could sit at the dinner table and just ask the question, what do you think it's going to really be like? We'll just do the best we can to talk about what the Scripture says about heaven. We'll talk about great-grandma that we'll see when we get there. We'll talk about uh, the first opportunity we get to meet Peter and Paul how we might react the moment we see the King of glory, Jesus. God, let us not be too busy to think about you. We bless you, Jesus. We worship you. I'm going to invite the worship team. Would you come? I know this in the last few moments while I, even while I was talking this morning some of you went to another place because you started daydreaming don't let this be it don't let this be the last time keep daydreaming about heaven some of you are thinking about well I can't wait because I can see mom again Dad's already beat me there. My sister, my brother. I got kids in heaven. How amazing that's going to be. Keep daydreaming. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's not have a vision problem. Let's keep our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen. Worship team, would you take us... You've been listening to a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God.